Hey everyone, it's episode 11 with Murderino Tech. Tech. Whoa, that was super rude. Scooby Doo. You wanted me to do the entry. I know, but you always let me, you have to let me do the tech part. Okay. Episode 11 is uh, titled Tide Pod Nation. <laughs> so, um, we all know about the shooting that happened in Florida last week on Valentine's Day. Um, and honestly, like, the news is flooded with just um, account of the shooting and protest and everything. And so I guess my big question now is, um, is the Tide Pod, Tide Pod Challenge Generation our solution and answer to gun control? Is that even possible? The same kids who have uh, decided to get into this Tide Pod Challenge where they literally put a Tide Pod in their mouth and chew it and have fatal consequences um, Wait, what's going on? So you've never heard of the Tide Pod Challenge? So kids around the nation are doing the Tide Pod Challenge, and they're basically recording themselves. That's the problem with YouTube. It's given these kids an outlet to so record all sorts of crap. They're getting Tide Pods, the detergent, the detergent that's in those little pods that look like dishwasher pods. Mm-hmm. And because they're colorful, and of course people are now saying it's because they look too much like candy, people are actually putting them in their mouths and squeezing until it pops. And so all this detergent is ending up in their systems, which could be toxic and fatal. And this has gone around... What's the point of doing this again? Oh, who knows? What's the point of... Yeah, like... So how is that an answer to gun control? No, I'm saying, is that generation or answer to gun control? Because these are the same kids right now that are marching and uh, protesting. I don't see the correlation between the two... Other than they're the same age and they're doing the same thing. That's it. That's it. Okay. Those are the kids that are the same kids that are doing the Tide Pod Challenge are the same ones that are protesting and marching. Have you not heard about that? I don't think. I think that's a stretch. Really? Because it sounds like they're trying to commit suicide by doing a Tide Pod no, Challenge. No, they're not trying to commit suicide. They just think it's funny. Oh, well, let them be have fun. If it doesn't uh, hurt them. It's fatal. Like, that's the turn. You're, in de- you're ingesting chemicals. Is it? Yes, Carlos. When I was a kid, my mom used to always say, you better stop cussing or I'm going to wash your out mouth without detergent or whatever. And sure enough, she did. She put stuff in my mouth. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure that didn't help you. How many times did you have to eat soap? A lot of times. Was it ivory soap? I don't remember, but it was dish soap, so... It was dish soap? Die. Obviously didn't die. I, I mean, if it, if, if... I mean, you can't... I don't think these kids are trying to kill themselves with Tide Pod. Yeah, if they are, exactly. there's easier ways to do it. Well, they're um, not. Okay, well... You're the one who said they're trying to commit suicide. Well, that's what you said. You made no. it seem like they're... It's either gun control... You made it seem no. like Tide Pod and gun control are the same thing, or one's trying to stop the other, and I don't see that. I think it's I think more, the problem is, is you're not in the know, and so no, you didn't know about the challenge. You, you don't, you don't, you're not telling me anything. Well, I'm telling you, the same kids who came up with this challenge... Are in charge of gun control. Are... Are currently marching and protesting. I don't know. Where are you getting this news from? No, I'm putting it together. It's oh, they're all teenagers. I don't know. There, there's a lot of. I mean, you got to think about it when you're a kid. 
how many kids were crazy and there's other kids that were into sports and there's other kids that were loners there's other kids that were into books and reading and stuff there's kids that were into video games and then there's like the military kids like there's all kinds of kids they all hang out in different cliques i don't I wouldn't consider the Tide Pod generation the same as the gun control generation. They're one in the same college. They're all high school students. Yeah, but how many high school students really band together? Unless this generation of high school students are all like best friends. But when I went to high school, no Apparently, one was Apparently, like, you have not been watching the news because they are in full force marching so to like Washington. All these different cliques yes. in high school marching yes. together. You need to get really? on TV. Wow. Yes. Well, good for them. You need to watch the I news. I think that's a good thing. If you have all these different types, because when I was in school, there was like all these different cliques. Cliques, yeah. yeah but you were the now, emo clique? At least now they're all together. So that's a good thing. They're, they're finally. Uh, a tragedy finally hit a demographic that has yeah, Twitter and yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do about they can control. But I was doing some research and not by because oh now of you're this. doing research. Well, I wasn't doing it because of that. I was I was doing research for my other podcast. But the only reason I was doing this because this ran into it and come to find out, like we have the highest um, we have the highest like. Uh, fatalities since uh 2000 uh, 2001 so like the we have the most mass shootings among any other country in the spoiler entire spoiler alert in the entire world yes carlos uh, yeah we do i think i covered that in my la- in the last well, episode it's crazy because if um this is another thing that i thought was really interesting we have the most uh fatalities from gun gunshots or guns in the entire world um per capita or whatever and then not only that uh, if you really look at it we have we've occurred i think they said two 9-11s since like if you count all the mass fatalities of guns since 2001 there's been two 9-11s that have occurred from 9-11 so it's kind of like are you saying the amount of people who've died the amount of people who've died i was like holy crap so that's another surprising thing and the last surprising thing that i found out um, is that um, apparently people are going to start writing a petition to um, ask the UN to step in because they think that America is out of control and we need um, we need uh, United Nation aid to stop the gun control because if this was if this was rampant in any other country the United States would step in or the UN would step in but now the the shoe is on the other foot. So people are are asking, why isn't the U.N. stepping in if people on the streets are asking for gun control and Congress and, you know, and the, our president are not reacting to it? Well, in in any other country, that's not a first world. People would step in. The U.N. would step in. So people are asking, why isn't the U.N. stepping in? And I think that's a I think that's a valid argument at this point so i think what they should do is ask the u.n to step in because if america's not gonna do anything about it congress is not gonna do anything about it president's not gonna do anything about it well we need to call on our other nations to come in and step in because that's a serious that's a serious thing if they're abandoning us like that and if this was going on in another part of country where there are mass killings with guns and you know terrorism in their own country this would this would UN would step in or the United States would step in. So I think the UN needs to do something. So I call on you, the UN. Step in or write your fellow UN congressman. I don't know what they do, but anyway. I thought that was an interesting read. That was from Vice. Vice had that. Yeah. 
Uh, I was trying to find you the actual stats because I didn't think you didn't know that uh, we have the highest fatality rates from gun violence in the world. Like, I thought you kind of already knew that. It's not really uh, foreign knowledge. It's uh, pretty out there. And if you look at the numbers, like, we outrank everybody by millions. Like, there's no, there's no comparison. And we're a first world country that shouldn't happen. And you know that guns in the U.S., there's at least one gun per person in the entire U.S., even if that person doesn't own a gun. There's enough guns for every individual in the U.S. Well, I also found out, too, like in Europe, they, 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 it's mandatory for you to um, get your license every three years or something. And it's mandatory for you to have it concealed like in a box or whatever. Locked separate from ammo? Yes. Yeah. Um, like they have all these different things that that are stipulated, uh, but in the United States, they don't have any of that stuff. So I think they need to at least start there. Um, cause I think just doing, cause fuck, I mean, I have to, I have to go get my license every what? Five three, years, five years or whatever. Why the fuck aren't they getting their gun licenses every five years? So I think there needs to be some kind of indoor shooting range where you have to go sign up. It has to be really brutal process for you to get a gun at this point. Like it needs to be more, it needs to be harder to get a gun than it is to get a car. I'm just saying. Like I know cars kill people, but guns kill people my too. Like it needs to be a little bit time. So it just needs to well, put some. They just need to put a little bit. They just need to put make people work a little bit harder for this stuff because. I know when I get a ticket or some shit, like, I have to go through all these fucking hoops. But yet, if I wanted to, I could go buy a gun from Walmart and go shoot all the people I wanted to without no fucking, like, warnings whatsoever. That doesn't make any sense. Like, so they need to fix that. So you know how to get a gun in Japan. In order to get a gun in Japan, you must first attend an all-day class and pass a written yeah, that's test. What I'm it needs to be it needs to be a little harder. Well, let me I'm tell not, you. Not, no, I, I, don't, I don't already know all this stuff. Like, it's it's... There's, just, there's really, like, it needs to be harder. Now, I'm not saying, like, really hard. It just needs to be, there just needs to be some hoops you need to jump through, is all I'm saying. Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I think what they should do, if, if you don't have all that stuff, you know, then you should get a ticket and you should go to jail. That way it's hard on them to people, you know. To carry a gun. I'm sorry. It's just fucking the world's changed. People have turned crazy and they want to start killing each other like it's the fucking walking dead. I'm sorry. It's just, it needs to happen. Because I'm seriously thinking about moving out of this country. Seriously. Okay. I want to go back to Mexico where it's safe. Go back. You were never in Mexico, Carlos. I was in Mexico when I was a kid. I'm just saying I'd rather... You never think, lived in Mexico. I think Mexico. I want to go back to Mexico. I think it'll be a lot safer there. At okay. least all I have to do is just, you know, be cool with the cartels and shit. That's about it. But yeah, for sure. Other than sure. that, I should be able to live free and rich. Okay. So what TV are you watching? Probably won't have good water, though, but I'll have excellent food. Uh, TV, let's see. So I saw this really bad movie over the weekend. It was called The Justice League. Oh, my God. That is such a horrible movie. I do not recommend anybody sitting through that. I think if you were to sit through that, you will come to realize you wasted two and a half hours of your life. So it's probably one of the worst superhero movies I've seen since Batman and Robin. I don't recommend it. 
I really don't recommend it at all. It's really bad. It's like really bad. There's really no reason for a plot or anything like that. There's nothing. Like there's nothing. So I highly recommend I highly recommend you guys don't watch that movie. And if you have, I'm sorry. What about you? Mm, I recommend Good Behavior on TNT. It's uh we don't have TNT. Uh, we don't have TNT, but the first season is on Hulu. And it's a show about a con artist and a hired hitman. It's really good. Recommended. It has uh, Michelle Dockery, I think is her name. She's from Downton Abbey. And then some Hispanic guy, I think he's uh, from Argentina. And yeah, it's a really good show. It's called Good Behavior. You can see it on TNT or the first season is on Hulu right now. I don't know when they're putting the second season. I'm waiting because the second season just aired, I think, over the winter break. But, yeah, that's my recommendation for TV. What do you uh, recommend in general? What do you mean? What's your recommendation? I already said it was don't watch the Justice League. <laughs> mm, no. Your recommendation was Home Chef. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean for food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for food. So my recommendation is Home Chef. I've recently purchased this um, <laughs> this thing called Home Chef. You didn't re- they, recently purchase send, it. Uh, give you, credit where credit is due. And they send you items and stuff like that. So every day after work, I've been making these, these different meals. <laughs> Just kidding. No, Christina has been making these awesome meals, and it's all thanks to Home Chef. No, they are not a sponsor, but if they were, I would totally take their money because they're actually... No, really you would good. take their meals. No, actually, they're really good. Like, and I know they have Blue Apron, and we've tried that one. We tried the other crappy one that they have. But Home home Chef, holy crapoli. I'm, a, I'm not a picky eater, but I definitely yeah, am you are. a big eater, and I'm definitely like different flavors, and they provide both so when christina makes it i don't know if it's just her making it or it's like i don't know what it is but it tastes like it's from a restaurant and i'm not talking about like johnny carino's or like olive garden restaurant i'm talking about like a really good restaurant it tastes like that and she makes it all herself i'm not sure how what she's doing you can probably talk more about that about how i cook yeah uh, I just follow the cards. They give you recipe cards. They give you everything you need. The only thing you generally have to provide is like olive oil or the pan that you're using. And that's it. Like if you have a stove and you have olive oil, you're set. They give you butter. They give you the nuts. They give you all veggies, cream, chicken stock, whatever, whatever the recipe calls for. Um, they provide for you. And like today... Uh, on the menu is pecan crusted chicken with barbecue spiced carrots. So um, generally we get three three meals a week. We pay for three meals a week. Uh, it's supposed to be two servings, so it's roughly nine ninety five per serving, and so we pay fifty nine every um, week. Some weeks we skip if there's just not enough. 
uh, good stuff, but it's super rare that we skip for that reason. Normally we skip because we're either out of town or I'm out of town for work, and Carlos can't cook for the life of himself, so he gets to eat out a lot when I'm gone. But um, I know I made that fried chicken Tuesday. That was really, well, no, went Monday because I cooked Tuesday yesterday too. Um, Monday I made that fried chicken. I was super surprised, but it was really delicious. It was chicken breast and it was breaded and fried with homemade mash and corn. Yeah, that was really delicious. So it's weird because the uh, home chef is comes prepackaged and everything, but surprisingly it's a lot of food. Um, it's kind of expensive. Tell them how much the prices are. I just did. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. It's kind of expensive, but... Uh, I think for I think if you're just using it just to buy like three meals a week because we usually eat like it's ten dollars a meal so how is that expensive that's cheap yeah, that's as cheap as guess, going to a fast food or yeah I guess but it's kind of one of those where like you still have to buy your regular groceries that's not gonna give you all your groceries but uh, you'd be surprised at how much less I have to buy when I go to the grocery store every that's week true or too. so that's what I'm saying like it's, it evens out pretty much yeah so it's it's a good thing I definitely recommend I definitely recommend it because. I've been eating pretty good this past month with Home Chef. And um, I would say some weeks they don't really have good options you can pick from. It's very rare. But but uh, every other week it seems we get it. And the weeks that we do get it, it's it's a nice surprise because they're all really good meals. I've yet to have a meal where I've been like dissatisfied. And that's kind of hard because... I remember eating Blue Apron and these no, other we ones. never ate Blue Apron. It was Hello Fresh. Oh, Hello Fresh, and that place sucked. Like it wasn't good food. Calm down. So, yeah. That was at the start of the home delivery games. I think they were still honing on like how yeah, to make they, it they, awesome. They, and they Home Chef on. is already at the end of the game, so they're yeah, doing they good. Didn't, they didn't hold on too fast because obviously the way to go is Home Chef. Clearly, calm down. All right, your recommendation. My recommendation is an Austin local cafe called Bolden Creek Cafe. I had breakfast there, breakfast, lunch, brunch um, on, when was it, Tuesday? I don't even know. I had a 40 weekend and I'm completely lost. Uh, Tuesday, I met up with a coworker and we had breakfast and she got an omelet and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get a bagel. I'm going to get an omelet too. And I got the Inner Sun omelet. It's amazing. It basically is egg with feta, basil, and tomato. And then they pretty much make every... It's like a vegetarian... I, I Actually, I think it is a vegetarian restaurant. I don't think they serve any meat. Um, Carlos can probably say that that's true because oh, he I mean, hates it. I don't like it. Because he says there's no man food. Um, well, but if you're not a GD monster it's like no, him, you'll no, enjoy it's it. It's not that. It's just a restaurant made for petite people. And it's a restaurant made for women. Your wife is not petite. It's made for women. And it's just, there's no, like, when I went there, I got the the, um, the eggs, rancheros, uh, with, um, with uh, I think it was like, I don't know if it was some kind of meat. Or no, chorizo. So when I had it, it was two very small eggs, um, over easy. It had some kind of ranchero sauce, which did not take like any ranchero sauce I ever had. They had chorizo, but it was soy riso. Soy riso. So it wasn't even. T- it wasn't good. It was just crumbles. Um, and then they, they had. They gave me bread instead of tortillas, um, which is just downright appalling. And then they gave me a very small orange juice, like an eight ounce orange juice. And then they gave me like toast. Um, 
and it was just kind of one of those things where I ate it and I paid $15 for it and I was just downright disgusted because I was still I left still hungry and I left like why the hell am I eating this is not even doesn't even taste good um, why are you hating on my opinion. recommendation you asked me I didn't ask you I said you would agree that it's not for yeah I told you meat eaters it's not for me but that's well I like, think yeah. it's amazing I think it, that's why I said it's for women I ate it with sourdough it's and the sourdough is like homemade, delicious bread. I know you like it. With slices of tomato, oh, and then a freaking top it off with a lavender latte. Oh my god, it was like the best breakfast. I keep like wanting just to go back, and of course my husband won't take me because it's not that he's I won't a take you. It's GD monster. I just won't eat it. Like, what am I gonna eat? Just take your wife like, and watch her enjoy her omelet. There's nothing to eat though. Just take your wife. I can't even say okay. I'll just get this one. Have thing. a bagel. No, that won't fill Have me an up. Egg, I don't want to pay twenty dollars for a bagel. And actually, they're very well priced. I had a omelet that I was probably three to four eggs with um, the feta and very generous amount of feta and basil. And the plate for that and two sides, which I got sourdough toast and tomatoes, was literally like nine bucks. I I went. I left that place under fifteen dollars, and I was very happy with myself. Um, but yeah, so Bulls and Creek Cafe is my recommendation. Come to Austin and try it if you're a vegetarian or a vegan. It's delicious. Or a woman. Don't believe him. He's a GD monster. I don't know what that means. Goddamn monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. You're a GD monster. You can't, you're a whole foot taller than me. And you can't deal with having two eggs with toast. No, it, I just don't want to pay $15 for it. It wasn't $15. Stop lying about I, their prices. Honestly, it was literally under $10 or something. Okay, well, you have your McDonald's and take me to Bowling Creek. All right, Carlos, so what's your topic of discussion today? So today's topic Whoa, of chill, bro. <laughs> Jesus just Christ. So today's topic of discussion. You know, I feel like I have to bring the Murderino and Attack and ATX crowd some some updates every once in a while. I have to tell them... You know what's going on in the state of cryptocurrency just so they know what's going on so today i bring you the news uh now you're probably hearing oh bitcoin's going down that's usually the topic of discussion you're also, you're also probably hearing oh you know they're going to start regulating crypto and stuff like that so that's all circulating what's interesting the interesting interesting stuff is the technology that's being built right now so there's a lot of interesting technology being built about decentralization and what decentralization is. You know how like when you go to like Facebook, I'm giving you the simplest way to understand it. When you go to Facebook and you go to, you know, like to Google or YouTube and you all have your own profiles, you have your own wall and stuff. Well, that's all centralized data, meaning that's what Facebook owns. Facebook owns your data. I'm sure everybody knows that, right? Well, in, in the future, what's going to happen is you're going to have decentralized data. So that decentralized data is going to belong to you and you're going to be able to take that data and go anywhere you want to go. Eventually, what's going to happen is you're going to have a Facebook, but say you don't like the way this Facebook is running itself. Like it's, you know, they start showing too many news or too many political ads or whatever. Well, in the future, what's going to happen is you're going to be able to fork that Facebook and that Facebook's going to be able to turn into a Facebook Lite or Facebook Junior or whatever. And you're going to be able to force it. You're going to be able to take your data and move on to that Facebook. 
So in the future, you're going to have these different options of being able to choose where you want to take your data to. And you're going to have people creating their own Facebooks using the, the, the way it's being built right now, the true Facebook. But it's going to be split off into, you know, to different avenues per se. So if you wanted like a, a Facebook, let's for example, let's say you wanted a Facebook just for kids between the ages of 9 and 12 or whatever. Eventually, in the future, people will be able to create that and fork Facebook and where it'll, it'll, you'll be able to move your data over there, vice versa. So if you were if you were heavily in Facebook the way it is now, we get so many political ads and we get so many like crazy topics and discussions on there. In the future, you could move on to a Facebook where they don't allow those type of posts, you know, and you can take your data there. So that's what decentralization is all about. And that's what currently right now, cryptocurrency is just the first application for the blockchain. And I know I talked about the blockchain in the past, but really when you when you think of Bitcoin, you think of all these other different coins, what's really going on behind the surface is all these interesting protocols that are being built. So in the very near future, and like probably the next five to 10 years, you're going to start seeing applications being built on top of Bitcoin, uh, kind of the same way the internet was brought out in the very beginning days where, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the very beginning days, it was very hard to get on the internet. Uh, I think we had maybe like AOL, and we had like a CompuServe and a couple other places. And when you got on there, you primarily stayed with AOLs. It was a walled garden of sorts. You had other website addresses, but those web those websites were they, they loaded very slowly and it, it was like you know the images were looked really bad and you remember in the beginning stages it was really hard to do video you know with with the web it was very hard to do that um you, there were there was no way you could have a youtube in 1999 that was just impossible so eventually what happened is you had all these companies get on board like mark cuban he became he became a rich person because he was able to have streaming video called broadcast.com and Yahoo bought 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 that I think for 35 billion or whatever it was back then and uh, they started using that platform using the platform that he created so as time went on something like that is just a joke because we have YouTube now and everybody's streaming 4k movies and all this stuff well here in the very near future probably in the next 10 years what you're going to start seeing is you're going to start seeing this decentralized um, internet coming into the fold because what happens is we have this regular internet right now and as you can tell a lot of the powers that be you know, especially a lot of the uh, telecommunication companies, they're starting to put a they're starting to put a chokehold on that pipe of the internet, and they're not wanting us to access the same sites. They want us to have like tiered levels. Well, what that does that forces people that are technolo technologically savvy to create this decentralized internet to where we're gonna be able to browse the internet without having to pay for any kind of service. Um, it's gonna be a very interesting time, and this is all. This is all created just by Bitcoin. And I, I think when people hear Bitcoin, they think, oh, money, this. But in actuality, it's more than that. It's it's the blockchain. It's the technology that's being built right now. So when people, when you hear people, oh, they invest in crypto, it's not that they invest in crypto. They're investing in technology. They're investing in protocols. 
it's a very future oriented uh, way of thinking. And that's why I'm really into it. I'm more into the technology part of it. Yes, there's money to be made in it. But these days, me, I don't really care if it goes up or down. I'm invested on the technology because I see where it's going. Being a technologist myself, I understand where everything's headed. Um, just like people understood back in the 90s where the internet was headed. It's just that some people got late on board. And that's why you have a lot of companies like Amazon, you know, becoming the way it was over time. Everybody saw that coming in the early 2000s where Amazon was going. Everybody knew where Google was going in the back then in the 2000s. If you would have talked to any technology person back then, they would have told you this is what Google was trying to be, an AI kind of, uh, you know, overreaching overlord for the Internet. That's what they wanted to become. And they're slowly becoming that. But what's great about decentralized technology and blockchain and just crypto in general is what's being built out right now. And that's going to have that's going to force governments around the world and that's going to force people around the world to create a consensus to pass any type of law in the future or to pass any type of uh, vote in the future. Everybody's going to have a stake in the future. And when I say this, I really mean it is that Bitcoin and blockchain technology and decentralization and all the protocols that are being built right now are seriously going to change the entire world. And this, we are in the very beginning stages of it. People will not realize it like they did back then, because I would say we're probably in the late 80s, early 90s of the Internet. So if you can if you can imagine somebody telling you somebody telling somebody back then, like, OK, wait a second, like the Internet's going to change the entire world. If somebody would have told you that in 1991, you would have said, no way, there's no way the Internet's going to. But if you look now, 2018, the Internet did change the entire world. It really did. Well, that same type of technology is coming, and that's coming with the blockchain technology. And that's why I say, when, when I say this, like Bitcoin and crypto is going to change the entire world. Because here in the next 10, 15 years, it's probably going to increase faster because we've already been through kind of that process. So it's probably going to increase at a faster rate just because we're going to have to play catch up faster to compete with the speeds of you know YouTube and stuff like that and right now what's being built you have you have companies that like that are called DTube and Steemit that are trying to do the same thing that Facebook and YouTube are doing but in a decentralized way on the blockchain it's it's really interesting stuff um I wouldn't believe a lot of the stuff that the news tells you about crypto because they're looking at it more of a money asset kind of look at it. But in all honesty, if 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 the only reason they're creating these coins is to have a place to keep building because that's what drives people is money. It's always driven people. Well, if they're trying to change the future with these decentralized technologies, it's going to it's going to cost money. So that's where these ICOs are coming from. That's where these cryptos are coming from. It's a way to incentivize these technologists to create the future that we want. Um, so it's kind of one it's kind of one of two things. It's a little bit of good. It's a little bit of bad. But I mostly see the good part of it because there's some people doing some great work out there. And if you guys have any questions about um you know, blockchain or crypto or anything like that, feel free to email us here on the show. We'll do our best to respond to them. And um, yeah, just wanted to make sure I get that out there so you guys can understand what it's really all about. Like, it's not just about Bitcoin getting to a million dollars or something. It's not it's not silly like that. It was in the beginning, uh, but now that all this technology is being built 
on top of it. Like Bitcoin this year is building a second layer on top of its stack. So in the very near future, we're going to be going to be able to swap currencies on the fly. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be really cool because say you ha- wanted to pay something with a Bitcoin and all you had was like your PayPal account or something or Litecat or Litecoin or any other type of currency. You could swap it immediately on the fly and pay with that and then convert it back. It's it's interesting. In the future, I, I think I think money is going to become interchangeable to where you're not going to just kind of how like how we went from cash to credit. You know what I mean? How we went from that. It's not going to really you're not going to know the difference because it's so interchangeable cash and credit. But in the future, what you're going to have is you can have different cryptos and different you know currencies and it's all going to be interchangeable. You're not going to know. It's not going to matter what you pay with because it's all going to come from a central or from a decentralized um, place. So and it's going to be highly secure. So you're not going to be able to, you know, um, someone's not going to be able to steal your identity or anything like that, because in the future, you're going to own your own blockchain. So, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Christina? Super interesting stuff. Now back to the real stuff. Do you have any questions? No, no questions. Okay. I'm going to talk about murder now. Okay, let's talk so about this, murder. Uh, so this happened over 10 years ago. This happened in 2006. One day this little girl was a fifth grader, and 48 hours later she was dead. How did they kill her? So her name is Jamie Bolin. I heard this on this two episodes ago on Sword and Scale, so I wanted to read up more on it. Um, she was murdered by a guy named Kevin Underwood. He was a 26-year-old grocery store stalker in a small community 40 miles south of Oklahoma City. Um, so investigators searched his apartment uh, after he aroused suspicion, and they found a large plastic tub in a bedroom closet, and he said, go ahead and arrest me. She's in there. I chopped her up. So this fascination that he had with this uh, girl uh, were t- dangerously weird fascinations of cannibalism. So this was going to be his first victim of cannibalism. He also had a blog that he would talk about it. Um, but yeah, he was known as a very quiet person. He lived in the same apartment complex as her. Um, and one day, he just uh, decided to take his weird, twisted fantasy a step further, and he lured the little girl into his apartment. Um, I think he had a cat or a ferret. And they basically watch SpongeBob, and while they're watching SpongeBob, he's thinking of how he's going to kill her. He ends up hitting her in the back of the head, sexually assaulting her. Granted, this is a 10-year-old, the fifth grader at the time. Sexually assaulting her. And then he said, uh, and not nah, he didn't say, but, and then he just proceeded to start chopping her up, and he literally almost decapitated her. At this point, she's, you know, She's dead. She's died from her wounds. Um, but yeah, and then he ends up stuffing her in a plastic bin. And like like I said, 48 hours later, they end up finding the girl uh, stuffed in a plastic bin in his closet, in his bedroom. Um, he apparently was had a lot of anxiety disorders. He dealt with depression, anxiety. Um Pretty much the only time I believed in God is when I blame him for something or when I'm really depressed and cry and beg him to make it better. So this guy had a lot of issues. He was struggling with depression and social interaction for a long time. And in 2006, I guess you could say it's 
when did the when did the like social media chat rooms really take off? Was it before then? Um, probably when AOL came out. I don't know when that came out. It was like in the nineties. I didn't have computers. Okay, so this is well into. But yeah, he he uses the, he used the internet a lot for socializing. Did a lot a lot of online role playing and in a game called uh, Kingdom of Loathing. <laughs> Poor guy. He had a lot of problems, apparently. Um, but yeah, that's that's insane that he killed this girl. And it was it was very random. He wasn't he wasn't infatuated with her. He wasn't stalking her. She did live in the same apartment complex as him. And finally, his fantasies uh, decided to take charge. And that's when he decided to actually play out these real fantasies of cannibalism. He had his whole, like, kitchen stocked with, like, a new cutting board, skewers, a saw, like a hacksaw to cut through bone. It was pretty gross. <laughs> cannibalism and child murder, apparently. But, yeah, that was a story I heard on, on the last episode of Sword and Scale. I found that kind of crazy. I was like, what do you think about cannibalism? Isn't that nuts? That's creepy as fuck, man. <laughs> it's so gross, though, like, to think of people, like, uh, eating humans. But, you know, cannibalism has been around for, like, ever, hundreds of years. It's kind of one of those things. Uh, I forget where I heard the quote. I don't know if it was a movie or something. And somebody was talking about there's, there's two types of men in this world. No, as you said, two or three. Is this your quote? No, it's not my quote. It's uh, I think it's I think I heard it. I forget where. It's probably from a movie, more than likely. But the guy goes, "There's there's two types of men in this world. There's the um, no, he said there's three. There's the civilized man, you know, who you know has a job, does his thing, family, whatever. Civilized man." There's the second man, or there's the um, the two-faced man, or I forget how he said it. Because the man who appears to be civilized, appears to be everything, but he has secrets uh, that he can't control. And then there's the third type of man, which is a savage. And savages, you just need to put down. Whoa. And yeah, it, gets, it goes a crazy movie. And I think I, I forget what movie that's from, but yeah, ever since I heard that quote, I was like, you know what? That's that's not too far off. Um, being a man myself, I can totally relate to, <laughs> you know, meeting those type of individuals. Being a man. Well, I don't think women ever see those. Well, they probably do, but I think men see those type of individuals on a daily basis, or they, they know those type of individuals. You know, when they meet them, you can kind of just tell, or at least I feel like I can. Like when I meet another man, I can feel. I can feel whether I can tell what type of man he is. I can tell if he's, you know, a civilized man, you know, two-faced man, or a savage. And usually, what you do is you you disassociate yourself with um, the savage. Savage. Yeah, because those you you just don't know. You just they're wild cards. You don't know what they're capable of. And you cut you them hanging, out. No, by you hanging around with them, you putting yourself in jeopardy of. You know, either any in your own life or getting involved with what he has going on. Um, but most of the time, most most of the men that usually meet are either two faced or they're civilized. And those are both those guys are two different guys. And they're both, you know, both good in certain ways and bad in other ways. But, um, yeah, 
Well, just so you know, the earliest recording of cannibalism, according to Wikipedia, was the 17th century. So it's been around for yeah, like something hundreds like of him. Years. I feel like they should have somebody should have put him down a long time ago. Well, he's on death row right now, and he actually yeah. But I think I think I think at I think at a certain point, some somebody must have seen something because no one goes. How old was he when he did that? Uh, I think 26. Dad, no one goes that long. No one go. No one lives that many years without somebody noticing something. Well, so. yeah, it was all online though, and I'm sure people just took it as online fantasies. No, but I'm saying it just probably wasn't online. He probably did that in real life. So he ate I, people. No, I don't think that was his first time doing that. You don't usually get caught the first time you do something. You do it multiple times, and then you get caught. Well, according to this, it was his first time venturing into feeding into his fantasies. I don't believe it. Because you don't go from that to an extreme, and and then, you know, no, I don't believe it. He probably did it as a kid or somebody. Somewhere has has to start somewhere. Somebody turned him on to it. Who knows what it was, but it definitely started young. I guarantee it. It all starts young. All that kind of stuff starts young. It doesn't just, you know, moon into it overnight, you know. It's just, it all starts. That's why it's, it's why they say, like, you know, when you grow up, those are the most critical time of your life because that's going to shape who you are for the rest of your life. And it's true, you know, to this day, you know, it's very easy for you to hang on to your childhood and think of your past and and let that, you know, either guide you or Well, there's let not that much st- on his past because he's not going to talk. Of course he's not going to talk because he doesn't want to appear guilty. He's a savage. He's a savage. Well, he did try to appeal his... uh, He's on death row right now, and he tried to appeal uh, the death penalty uh, two two years ago. In 2016, he said that he should not be on death row because he is severely mentally ill. I'm like, if you can say that and if you could state that, then you're not severely mentally ill. Well, I'm sure he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't see it as being bad to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like he's. He that, doesn't see that he did anything wrong. Exactly. I think. I think handicapped people know between right and wrong. I don't think they do. I think savages don't think they do. He's savage as f. No, he's savage. <laughs> he's a savage. You need to watch that movie. I forget which movie. I think it was well, like. It, you can recommend it next week. I forget. I think. I think it's that Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin movie, The Edge. I think it's that one that I heard it on. Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery. Or it might even be that Benicio del Toro movie. I seen it on. Oh wait, is it the one that uh, the one we watched where they're hitmen in Mexico? I think it might be that one actually. I forget I which one that it is. One with but you. It's, I gotta um, watch it again because I think when we watched it. I needed subtitles because they were think, talking yeah. too weird. What you call it's in there? Um, what's her name? Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. She's a good actress. She knows how to act. She's married to your favorite actor. Oh, the guy with the big John nose. John Krasinski. The guy with the big nose. You hate him. She could do so much better than that guy, too. No, they're pretty good together. I've seen no, him on Ellen. No, I don't think Just because she's beautiful and you think not he's not she, attractive. I'm not she's beautiful. I'm just saying that she's a really good actress. And she has and you this, don't think he's a good actor. She has, she has this tough demeanor, you know? Oh, but, she's really funny, too. But um, I think that guy from The Office sucks. He's not a good actor. Sicario. 
I'm not saying That's he's a, movie. I'm not saying he's but terrible. He's so I'm just saying he's not good. Sicario. I'm not saying he's a terrible actor. He's just not good. Which apparently means Hitman in Spanish. What does he came out in besides The Office? I don't know, Carlos. Exactly. Oh, he came he out in that movie. Uh, what, Thirteen Hours? Twenty six hours. I will give him this. He is hundred eighty six. He is hours. definitely funny. So she's probably just attracted to his humor. Yeah, and he's probably super sweet too. And apparently he's neighbors with Jimmy Kimmel, and they do like massive pranks on each other. I didn't need to know that. I knew that because I watch Jimmy Kimmel sometimes. That's good. But anyways, uh, yeah, cannibalism. It's not great, guys. Uh, don't yeah. eat other people. And at this rate, just stop eating it's animals, terrible. too. Just stop eating animals, Carlos. I think we will. I think there will become a time where, you know, as, you know I, think we'll, I think we'll start eating genetically modified ah. food. And beyond meats, be, beyond be, meats, it'll yeah. It'll be born on a peachy dish. But I think that'll start with just the rich people eating but it. But Beyond Meats has already and done then, that. And then over time, it'll I get down to I want to say your favorite Elon is one of the investors in Beyond Meats. Probably. Like but, like this, but like this meat, I have to I have to try it again because last time I bought it, it's when our, freeze, our fridge broke and I lost my meat in the freezer. But apparently this like patty bleeds like real meat. But it's all plant protein and made by plants it's crazy it's probably beet juice it's probably beet juice you're right you're so smart carlos beets <laughs> beets it's because you love the beets i don't know what that means <laughs> don't deny it okay well uh murder and crypto that's what we're all about so um anything else i think that's it don't i guess to, uh, i guess go watch to, um go watch your dogs and pet your cats and tell them you love them because every night they sleep by themselves. Now, every day they spend all day by themselves and they wonder, when are they going to ever come home? Yeah, if you got to think about it, like pets, like Scooby-Doo, like our dog, he only... His name is he Thrasher. Only thinks, he only thinks about us all day, I'm sure. And even now... Poor he's, guy. He's super obsessed. He's like a crazed fan. He just wants to see you every day, all day. He's like, talk more crypto to me, Carlos. <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah. It's like that. I talk to All right, guys. So go get home, chef. Go watch uh, Good Behavior and spay and neuter your animals. Said Bob Barker. Bye.